0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, and I'm your host, Danica, and I am joined by Riley. Yet again, here I am. (laughs) Always. Uh, So, we're actually going to start this episode off with some actually really shitty news. The Atlanta shootings at the massage parlor so that's definitely been on everyone's minds right now super tragic super sad super frustrating and just i think a lot of people are extremely angry and have a right to be with regards to the um anti-asian sentiment behind it um and also the anti-sex worker Uh, Sentiment behind it too. So just a clip um, I copied from an article I was reading. It says, During a briefing on Wednesday, officials said that the suspect told police he was a sex addict who had visited spas in the past and wanted to punish those who he saw as feeding his addiction. He claimed that it was not racially motivated, says Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds. He apparently has an issue what he considers a sex addiction and sees these locations as something that he wanted to eliminate. Authorities did not say that the businesses were involved in sex work. So, how do you, like, what's your take on that? Because personally, I haven't seen the media really touching on the fact that they were sex workers or that it was like an erotic massage place or anything like that. It's a lot more focused on the um, anti-Asian aspect of it.
1: Yeah, and I I think that the anti-Asian movement, like, anti-Asian... Sentiment? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, definitely needs to be addressed, especially after COVID. You know, we really saw that ramp up. Um, But... It, yeah, it does kind of neglect the fact that they were sex workers as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think is definitely, especially if the shooter is saying he did it because of that, and yet the media isn't talking about that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you never know what the massage parlors wanted out there either. Like, maybe they, you know, deny, deny, deny that they were um, doing any type of, like, sex work. But regardless, I think it's important to Note, Like, and it's just, it's so appalling. Like you would never go to, um, you would never see an alcoholic go to a bar, shoot up a bunch of people and then be like, well, <laughs> they were Australian, you know, I got to get rid of them. Like,
0: it's just, y- you call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I know, um, some people were saying, well, no, they want, they only shot Asian. So it is anti-Asian. But they also went to a specific type of place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also needs to be acknowledged. And I'm not dismissing that's anti Asian. I think there's definitely a racial aspect to it for sure. But I think a large aspect of it is misogyny and anti sex worker. Um, my theory for why the media is not commenting really as of right now. Um, on the sex worker aspect and the anti-sex worker sentiment of it is I think like being anti-racism um, is socially acceptable and it's like the right thing to be. And I agree with that. It is like, we all should be anti-racism and we should be fighting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's e- and I think it's easy for media to get behind that and, um, and it makes them look good, right? To be like, oh, like anti-Asian, like sentiment's bad, blah, blah, which it is. Um, But I think also including the anti-attacking sex worker or sex worker safety or anything like that, um, it doesn't go along with the current political agenda um, that we have right now in society to like really abolish sex work and Mm -hmm. and go against sex workers. Um, And so that social narrative that sex workers are terrible people um, who don't deserve to be protected is a narrative kind of that we see in media a lot, whether overtly or you know, um, kind of between the lines so I think it goes more with what we see in media for them to kind of just avoid it entirely um, so I think the news is only talking about the racism aspect not the sex worker aspect because I think it would completely contradict with what their typical agenda is if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, which is very frustrating I think for a lot of people in our community
1: no, definitely. I don't think that um, anti-violence against a certain group should take away from anti-violence against another type of group. Like, it
0: should it should be both, and attention should be drawn to both, because mm-hmm. both are an issue. Right. And I've spoken to this at length with um, several of my sex worker friends, and a few of them are of the Asian community and sex workers, and, and they said the same thing. They said, you know, it's important that it is... That racism is spoken about in this thing too, but he directly went after these women because they were in sex work, mm-hmm. and they were frustrated too that it wasn't being spoken about in the media. But I think, I think the media just avoids talking about sex work unless it's a, unless it's painting sex work negatively. Yeah. Um, so, and if anything, I'm surprised they're not getting be... because I think right now, the way they're addressing it, is. Um, fighting for the safety and protection and, and sending love to the victims mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's completely not what they ever do when they bring up sex worker her right so I think if that makes sense they're just cutting it completely out of the picture at the moment Yeah, which is it was just a shame but yeah our, our thoughts and love to um, the friends and family of those eight, eight individuals I believe, I believe that so. um, lost their lives and I I just have no compassion for anyone who does anything like this. And th- it's. I think it's atrocious, the whole, like, oh, he was having a bad day bullshit. You look at this fucker, and he just looks like your typical fucking incel piece of shit, deserves to get curb stomped. Like, I'm sorry, I don't give a flying fuck.
1: Yeah, and that's such a... That's such an oxymoron that if it's about the... Victim. It's about race. And it's you see the same thing when you talk about the shooter, right? Like, if it was a person of any other race, it would be, um, you know, they would throw out words like terrorist or anything like that. But when it's a white person, it's, oh, bad day, you know, um, mental illness. Use. Like, anything that's not,
0: this person is a piece of shit. 100%. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of frustration from and pain, um, going through the Asian community right now and, and the sex work community and, ev- and everyone. Everyone should feel it because um and where's that thing where it's like attack on what is attack on all? And I think it's true and I think the way we handle these situations, oh my god, it's such a fucking joke. Um but yeah, I agree with that. Like there's that meme going around where it's like that color thing where it's like if they're under like beige, like if they're like lighter yeah. skin, then it's like bad day but above that it's like bad guy. Yeah. And it's disgusting and true. Um but yeah, so yeah, we just want to um, want to acknowledge that, want to discuss our thoughts on it, and wanted to um, yeah send our, our thoughts and love to again the friends and family of those eight that were um, that lost lost a loved one because yeah. um, that's terrible.
1: And also to you know all the Asians and sex and sex workers in that community. Like I couldn't imagine um, having your safety shook like that you know
0: like, definitely that's, yeah terrifying definitely definitely so we're gonna switch gears <laughs> and <laughs> go yeah and go into some really positive news that we are on apple podcast <laughs> i did it <laughs> and she did did um it took her like i don't know like two days you were fucking around with it but it yeah. took us like four years. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it took, yeah, it took me a while to try to figure out. couldn't figure it out. I'm glad you put the time in because we're finally on it. Yeah. Which means you guys need to please rate and review it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because it bumps us up so we become, um, we get, like, more, more hits that way. Yeah. Um, so, it really helps us out and helps out our sponsors and helps us be able to keep making the episodes and, um bring in more more listeners which yeah. is what we want we want um people to hear us and i was asking the other day isn't it weird too to think there's like several thousands of people that listen and like hear, yeah. hear your bullshit a hundred percent i like it's embarrassing
1: every time i don't even listen to them <laughs> i uh yeah no i um i love that for us but at the same time like i don't like the sound of my voice so bless you all
0: who put up with it yeah. <laughs> I have to listen to it. I listen to it more than anyone. I have to listen to this, like, five times over. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's really cool, though, and it's – aside from, like, how great it is that people want to, like, you know, ego boost that is that people want to listen to us and that many people want to listen to us, um, it's great knowing that when we bring someone on – that that many people are listening to them, mm-hmm. and it's great to hear that that many people are interested in learning about sex work or learning about sexuality and are open to it. And yeah, we love all of you. Yeah, um, minus that um, one crazy girl that listens just because she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If you could uh subscribe as well, that would really be great. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't rate me or review me though. Uh, I don't think I've ever talked about that. Um, this. <laughs> fan (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no I guess so this girl is I guess involved with a guy I have history with and she storms up to my table of friends when we're out at this lounge and starts like going off and honestly who even knows if she was drunk maybe this is just kind of unfortunately how she always conducts herself but she started like going off like bragging about what he's bought her and pretty much Telling a group of ta- a group of people that she doesn't know that she uses him for money and how she's never letting him go, which is obviously like shitty to hear because I generally like have love for this person for this guy and to hear that this girl talks about him to others like he's a trick is shitty. But anyway, and then she started saying how, and I listened to your podcast. <laughs> and then pulls up
1: some like very specific examples yes of things that we've said on the podcast like this is not like she didn't see the title of this and like be like oh this is yeah i'll listen to this one like she's an active listener <laughs> shout out to you babe <laughs> yeah it's cute that
0: she takes the time out to listen to us honestly i would really appreciate it? it you know yeah shout out to you for listening so actively Cute. Um, anyway, so cute. super cute of you. Something has to be. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll stop being petty. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll be nice again. Sorry. Um, we've been sitting on that for like a few weeks. We have not touched on it. Um, but yeah, short story um, she's just a very bitter, insecure person that needed to come up and be rude. And I, proud of myself, did not engage at all. Except for right now. Except for right now. No, I really didn't. I just kind of, I just, like, took a sip, of my sh- a sip of my champagne and was, like, okay, cute. Um, she, made she, a, she made a hot mess of herself. Um, which, I mean, lucky her. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, moving on. Yeah, you've also got us on, like, a bunch of other podcasts. Yeah. So, you know, if she or any of you <laughs> listen on any other... And other platforms. If you have um, weird little platforms that you want to hear us on, I will do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will find us. But you got us on a bunch of them, didn't you? I did, yeah. I can't pull up the Google Doc right now, though, because it's under your email. Oh, okay. Um,
0: what are we on right now?
1: Uh, yeah, so off the top of my head, we are on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. I got us on Amazon Music. Um, I believe we're on cast box um, some really random ones as well I'm
0: forgetting a big one I know I got you because you're using like the podcast email to do it all and I'm getting so many emails from random yeah. uh, things Tune in. so honestly I feel like you can find us on anywhere you guys listen to your podcast right now and if you can't find us just message us and Riley will get us on because I will do it <laughs> she's determined uh, we also just finished an episode with turn me on Podcast this morning. I think that'll be coming out in about a week or so, they said. Yeah. So definitely uh, check us out on there. It was great talking talking to them. Um, and then we also have Hash Podcast Interview March 28th coming up. Um, we're recording with them. Yeah, on the 28th. We're not sure when that's coming out, but it'll probably be coming out in April. So look out for that one. And then we also have the Candy Girl Podcast interview coming up as well. So we are getting our way around <laughs> yeah yeah getting around mm. okay so speaking of podcasts, though and i haven't told you this one yet usually <gasps> i i know usually i relate all my podcast I recommendations right. i know but i had to listen first and see if it was good mm-hmm. so i'm a good friend like that um baron of botox have you ever heard of this baron baron of botox Bye. baron of botox oh, say it one more time <laughs>
1: Am I, like, barren as in, like, when you can't have kids? Or, like, barren as in, like, the title, the royal title? Yeah, royal title.
0: (laughs) Royal title, yes. (laughs) Um, No, it's about uh, Dr. Frederick Brandt. Um, He was pretty much, like, the doctor to, like, the stars, like, facial doctor to the stars. Um, He passed away in 2015, so it's pretty much about him and how he made Botox so popular and all, of like, the new facial things that we do nowadays. Mm. Um, not nowadays, it's only, like, been six years and he passed away. But he really brought it to, like, the forefront and, um, yeah, like, the vampire facials and all that stuff. He was really behind all, like, the new... New... Uh, new A&G. Yeah, like, the new, new style of things. Um, it's a pretty interesting one. Um, he actually sadly committed suicide in 2015. So it kind of... It does go into that. So there's a trigger warning of that um, if you guys are going to listen to it, but... But, yeah, I recommend that one. That's what I'm listening to right now. Are you listening to any new podcasts?
1: No. Uh, yes, I am, actually. And I don't know how I feel about it, so I'm not sure if I want to plug it. Um, but I'm basically just listening to, like, investment podcasts or, like,
0: mm, wealth smart. podcasts. Yeah, I, I need to move into that. I've done a lot of a, a new finance um, books on mm-hmm. Audible because I have, like, an abundance of credits that are going to expire, so I need to use them. Yeah. Um, Speaking of plugs, um, nice. Truly nice. Hair Products. <laughs> 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 Thank you for the <laughs> uh, Truly Hair Products. My girlfriend, Alexandria, is amazing. She opened a new storefront, and she did such a good job. I went in there, and I was like, I'm so proud of you. This is great. Um, so she set me up with the shampoo, conditioner, supplements, and a scalp spray. And uh, the shampoo, conditioner, smell amazing. And honestly, the thing I noticed too about about them is that you don't need to use a lot. And people always say, and I'm like, fuck you, give me the bottle. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done in one squirt. Like, um, but actually, like, a size of a dime. And I had, like, a lot of hair, and it's still, yeah. So definitely check those out. Uh, truly plus a tip is a discount code. We'll plug it again at the end. Um, but make sure to check that out. Then also, I've been using the uh, Bright Future Microdosing. They gave me. The Hustler capsules, which I haven't tried yet. I feel like I have a lot of capsules to start doing. And I'm also <laughs> on my prenatals. So, like... Yeah, a lot of things to take in. Yes. Do you
1: want to... Do you want to clear up the prenatal thing? Or are you just
0: expecting a bunch of, like... You're pregnant? <laughs> uh, yeah, me and my partner are trying to get pregnant. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Um, no, I... Also, like, I'm sorry for the people that say we're trying to get
0: pregnant. Like... Bitch who? Like yeah, who is just, we? Yeah. It's me. Like, <laughs> yeah, the guy's not really not doing a whole lot, let's be yeah. honest. Jesus Christ. Um, as in typical male fashion. Ugh. minimal effort. Yeah. <laughs> no, <The> but, least. <laughs> but um no, I am anemic. So prenatals apparently.
1: <laughs> I am anemic.
0: <laughs> uh-huh, I am anemic. So um apparently, yeah, my doctor said I have to take prenatals, um, But apparently prenatals are good for, like, a bunch of other stuff. As if my hair doesn't grow already fast enough, um, apparently they do that, too. Have you noticed a difference? Uh, Honestly, my hair grows stupid fast anyways. I think it's, like, the native blood in me, um, which is a pain in the ass. So I literally just dyed my hair. I don't know if you can see, but it's already, like, I literally dyed my hair, like, what, three days ago, four days ago, and already see, like, the roots starting to come back. Ridiculous. I mean, the, the contrast really doesn't help either, right? Like, yeah, it's like white to black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, bright future microdosing. Uh, Hustler capsules. Have not tried them yet. we Will try them and get back to y'all. Um, then there's the drink powders I've been using. The matcha drink powder. It is delicious. I'm actually drinking right now. Um, definitely has a strong matcha taste with not, like, yes, you know, some matcha drinks, like the Starbucks matcha drink, it's super sweet and it's not really like matcha. Yeah. Uh, this is like matcha. <laughs> so, definitely, I, I don't know if it would be for everyone, this flavor. Matcha, I think, is one of those things that people either love it's or hate. Like quiet, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's that called? Uh, that green stuff that people say that tastes like soap. Oh, coriander? So that's mm. exactly what I was Do not coriander. Oh, cilantro? Cilantro. That's the same thing. We just,
1: we just, call, like, uh, coriander is usually dried, or it's the seed,
0: With the cilantro is, like, the whole bush. Hmm. Bush. <laughs> 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 okay, so in North America, cilantro refers to the leaves and stalks. The word cilantro is fashioned name for coriander leaves. Coriander is the name of the leaves and the stalks of the plant, but the dried seeds are called coriander seeds. We call it coriander in New Zealand. Oh, so it's different. Interesting. I never knew that. The more you know. (laughs) The more you know. Um, Yeah, cilantro is also an acquired taste. That was my long-winded... Well, that's genetic, isn't it? Allegedly, was a soap thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, But yeah, I've heard that too. But yeah, so anyways, um, the Pure Boost Energy Drink Powder, um, I'll put that with water um, rather than the match I'll do with hot water. Cold water for the Pure Boost Energy Drink, and it's like a sweeter, almost tastes like... Yeah, like an energy drink powder. Like, you know, like the sweet, like, I don't know. Like, like
1: pre-workout?
0: Pre-workout, yeah. 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 Um, and then the I also tried the tea that they have. Um, and it's, like, mixed with stevia in it. So it's, like, a really nice, sweet tea. And that was really good. I brought it to my parents' house. And my mom was like, oh, what, well, you brought tea? And I was like, no. No. <laughs> You're like, yes, I did. Because my mom, so <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, no, it's just for me. Um, And then she looked looked, looked at the uh, ingredients, and she's like, what are these ingredients? I was like, I don't know, Mom. Just Just give my tea back. back. (laughs) Um, Because they're not um, very, how do you say, with the times. Mm, So they would be like, you're a druggie. (laughs) Um, And then I also tried the Wake Up, um, which is a really good coffee substitute. It tastes straight up like coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was like, because I've been trying to drink less coffee lately. Um, Because there's that meme where it's like, I drink one glass of water and I'm like, "Ah, so healthy. Or one sip of water, that's 100% me. So I've been trying to like, lower my coffee dosage. But this was a really good alternative. So yeah, that's the Wake Up by Bright Future. Okay, so, we, I, put it on Instagram. um, The beans on toast, because it's very polarizing. And 43% of you said, ooh, no. And 57% said, hell yes. So... Almost down the middle. I asked my mom. My mom was like, "Oh, you guys used to do that when your kids grow." So I was like, "Why do you just?" <laughs> Who was feeding us yeah. Mom. Well, yeah, I just think you. I was like, "You fed me what? it." You and put the beans mother's love. On the toasted bread, and you gave it to me. And gagged us. Get <laughs> me. Um, and then also on the Instagram, if you guys are keeping up, um, I did like the your vaginas. The last no, show, no. the last show or whatever you've watched. Mine was Cecil Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Mine was Just Like Heaven, <laughs> which I felt fitting. Um, we got a lot of comments, and some of the best ones were, at uh, Community, <laughs> atypical.
1: Yeah, feel that.
0: Um, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blippy, but I don't know what that is.
1: I don't know what that is either. Uh,
0: the Grinder, A Perfect Murder,
1: <laughs>
0: Hunter, Hunter. Hunter Hunter, Million Dollar Listing, <laughs> Golden Girls, <laughs> The Big Bang Theory, The Promised Neverland, Ooh. Superstore, <laughs> Good Girl, <laughs> Shark Tank, Shark Tank that's good. Um, black Money Love Ooh. Oh. Teen Mom OG <laughs> <laughs> um, The Sinner <laughs> The Challenge Debris <laughs> <laughs> um, Some Debris The Good Place Pea yeah. Valley Very fitting um, Ghost Adventures <laughs> Yes Day Teen Titans Go! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mortgage or marriage, which I found hilarious. (laughs) Lucifer, and they said, well, seems fitting. Easy. (laughs) Two broke girls. (laughs) (laughs) Fatal attraction. Perfect. Cold case. (laughs) Modern family with a shocked (laughs) face. (laughs) All creatures, great and small. (laughs) That one's good. Damn, there's some good ones. They were some real good. They got a lot, quite a bit of comments on here. Uh, Friday Night Smackdown, (laughs) Hannibal, (laughs) Family Guy. (laughs) Oh no! Someone was like Dirty Jobs.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Lower
0: deck. Very fitting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> uh, a lot of shameless on here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Right. Good crap. Good glad,
0: glad for all of you and your vagina names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mine's not
0: good. No, no good at all. <laughs> what was it again? Cecil Hotel. Cecil Hotel. I mean, where people go to die. D- <laughs> I mean, people drowned. So I maybe mean, you're just like.
1: <laughs> there was also a lot of suicides. <laughs> Oh, murders! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Actually, me and um, me and Mike have been watching this this series, the documentary series, uh, Cecil Hotel, about Eliza um, Lam. Yeah, yeah. And at, at, when they're talking about the Cecil Hotel, they're like, you know, you know it's home to like um, drugs and suicide and prostitution and murder, and I was like. Isn't it always the case that, like, prosti- like sex in. just slipped in with, like, drug addiction and murder, like... Murder, suicide, horrors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so whenever something comes up, like, oh, and drugs, we're just, like, tapping each other, we're like, and prostitution.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Love it. Um, speaking of podcasts, um, the You app I always listen to, you guys know, I, I quote them, and I... You know, shout yeah. them out all the time. They have yet to shout me out, but that's fine.
1: Uh, <laughs> you would know, you were listening. I
0: listen, <laughs> I'm not there. Um, okay, so they had a deal breaker, a red flagger deal breaker. Uh, they tell you every time a stranger hits on or compliments them. <sighs> I feel
1: like for men, that's not that many.
0: Yeah. So I would like probably that one be okay with it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. What if it was a girl, and she was like telling you all the time to call hitting on her, comment her? No, that would be uh, that would be too much for me. Really? Why?
1: I I mean I guess it kind of depends like in which way they were saying it. Like, are they just if they're really excited about it and they that's their confidence boost? Um, then fine if you want to share that with me. But the way I'm picturing it is like um like bragging or like in the in the sense of like you're really lucky to have me because so many people hit on me like I could have anyone.
0: Yeah, I think for me like that was a weird yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> yes. For me I... <laughs> Uh <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> yes. I uh <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah who does that remind you <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Lordy. Anyway, I really got to work my laugh. I don't know how it became so, like, me. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Literally, your laugh. Um, it's contagious. <laughs> God, great. Um, okay, so. <laughs> um, with them telling me about strangers hitting on them, I used to tell my exes all the time. When you're the bitch, I don't want (laughs) you're the bitch that I okay. (laughs) Actually, I remember a time (laughs) a one time where you wanted all this, okay? (laughs) Um, but no, oh my god, you're like in like the you know the movies where like the one person has a crush on them and they become like besties of the person they get close. That's not me. Doth protest <laughs> too much, I think. Uh, that's not me. No one said it was, but ah, you, uh, you did. I had not said it yet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, back to the actual question here. Um, I used to tell my partner when people would hit on me or when people would like Instagram message me and things like that because I felt it was being very like open and honest, and I felt that if I didn't tell them that. They were they were the kind of person i would be like, why didn't you tell me? And they would be – I think they would be more insecure having not known than, than hearing about it, if that makes sense. And that was more so when it was like if someone were to call me or text me or send me a DM or anything like that, I would tell them. If I was just like walking down the street and someone was like, oh, you're beautiful – um, I'd probably, you know, have them all the time. <laughs> I'd probably tell them, just be like, oh, it was really nice, like, a gentleman, like, or a woman said this about me today. It really made me feel good. Like, you know, it's like, you know, like, a nice compliment. I wouldn't be like, you should see how many bitches want this. <laughs> I just, like, I feel like if someone hits on you, like, if they called you, that would
1: maybe be a little bit weird. Or, like, pro- actually propositioned you, I would maybe I'd would tell I bet for you that I'd would be probably- weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened okay I'm
0: Very your happy boyfriend is not all all time.
1: it's Mike he's propositioning me. me from the other room
0: fake accounts yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 fuck my life
1: <laughs> um, but yeah if someone's just like whatever DMs me I don't really I don't feel the need to tell them about it because it's not a thing and like why make it a thing by telling someone
0: yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just more honest in my relationships than you, because I would... <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess to me, it's like, why... Well, I would tell them if it made me feel good, if it was like, oh, what happened to day today? Oh, I had a really nice comment from someone. Yeah, but And it then was just, like, And then I would dance. also tell them... Oh, I would 100% tell them in the DMs. But it always gets me trouble. Then stop doing it, like... I know. People tell me this all the time I'm too honest in relationships, and it gets me in shit. Because there's
1: things that, like, there's honesty, and then there's just, like, telling people shit that they don't need
0: to know. But wouldn't it bother you if Mike had gotten a girl and been like, hey, you're, I want to see your cock. You're so fucking hot. Blah, blah, blah. And you never that's, heard about No, nah, yeah, I wasn't done. And you he never heard about it. He never told you. And then um, you, like, somehow saw it on his phone one day. Wouldn't you be like, why did you tell me this girl message? But that's
1: here? propositioning, I would say. That's not just like, you are beautiful.
0: Okay, what if someone's like, hey, you're so fucking hot to him? Good for him. And then you never saw that message. And you, wouldn't you just be like, and then you saw it afterwards. Wouldn't would be like, hey, why did you tell me this girl said that to you? No. I should really date you. <laughs> You're having a chance here. Uh, <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Mike, I gotta go. <laughs> We're over. Clean your shit out. <laughs> you got 12 hours. Take <laughs> the dog out, again. <laughs> Danica when I have a chance. Um, yeah, no, I I am 100% way too honest in relationships, and it's always been my downfall, and I've always had probably more fights in relationships than necessary because I don't hide anything. Like anytime someone says something to me, any DM I get, like I'll tell my partner. Um, and it's always been, like, blowing up in my face because instead of them being, like, I trust you more because you tell me so much, they're like, I trust you less because we will hit on you. It's like, but you know because I tell you. Yeah, I just think that it's so unnecessary. Yeah, I like, think maybe, like, I should start doing that more and not yeah. to, but honestly, like, like I don't really... Like, it's not going to make them feel better. It's not going to make you feel better. I think I have the mentality of, like, it would bother me if my partner got DMs and they didn't tell me. I'm saying for the greater population, we're not like that. Yes, you are. No. Okay, <laughs> you all say, you. no, you're just trying to be the cool girlfriend. Y'all are just trying to be the cool partner. But heaven knows if you were to find stuff out about your partner, they didn't tell you, y'all would be mad. I If it was something like that, no. Yeah, I just think, yeah, I would want to know if someone was DMing my partner. Not like... And not even, like, to have a discussion about it. Just, like, oh, that's damn day. Okay, cool. But like, it's never that. Yeah, it's it's, ne- I've had partners who were very open and were much more prevalent on social media and were very, like, your typical attractive human. And they're just like, oh, this person messaged me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then it would, like, carry on with the day. And it was more so – it had, really had nothing to do with the message at all or the person. It was really just that the fact that me and him – had such open dialogue, and like mm-hmm. that was building our relationship more. Um, yeah, I mean, I still chat with um, a guy that I used to see
1: in <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> Copenhagen, and I'll like if it comes up, I'll tell Mike or I'll tell Mike. Yeah, I caught up with so and so today, um, but if it's just a random that I don't know who I'm not going to come across. Yeah, did he be that chill if
0: the guy was here?
1: Um, probably. Crazy
0: damn, I should get my...
1: Yeah, he's very chill. But he's also, like, there's... We have trust in our relationship. I don't know about you, like... Wow. No, but, like, there's... There's trust there. Like, nothing's gonna happen. I'm not, like, messaging him, like... Yo, I miss your dick. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just... It's just a non-issue. And I feel like telling your partner, like, every person that DMs you, like, hey, beautiful... Heart, you're so pretty can I pay for your pedicures um, damn those are <laughs> DMs you're getting <laughs> <laughs> but like I just but feel like I it's unnecessary you, like, and it just like I just feel like it would make him feel self-conscious
0: but and I, feel I think like also too like you should be getting less of those further into your relationship like like I never get DMs <laughs> like that ever I'm sorry like, for you no I really don't because people know I'm in a relationship or they know I'm just never going to respond to them so like they don't even engage now I've been in relationships for like 12 plus years I've never really been like the single girl Yeah. so people aren't even trying I guess um, so yeah so yeah, that's but why. then if I was in a relationship with someone for like 5 plus years and they're still getting random DMs from like girls they know would be like hey you're hot I'd be like how do they still think it's a, it's okay? Like you've clearly somehow put it out there that you they would respond. Like that you you respond to them.
1: Yeah, and I I guess that's where the difference is. Like for me, I I just wouldn't even respond. And I'm I'm talking like specifically about my, um, m- like Riley account, because I don't have Mike on there.
0: <gasps>
1: I know. <I've> <laughs> whore. Like. But, you know, like, so, yeah, I do have DMs. Like, on my personal account, my <laughs> real name, <laughs> that you'll never yeah. know, <laughs> um, I have pictures of us together. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like if I was to tell them about every DM that comes through, like, Riley's Instagram account, like, I just, it's so unnecessary, because I'm not replying. Yeah, I
0: feel like that's a lot different, though. That's, like, your sex work persona. That's not you. Yeah. Why well, don't get hit on, so... Well, there we go. Then we the rest can hit on. That's why. Um why uh, are we talking about this? <laughs> we really have no problem. Our partners have never had to hear about DMs we get in then. Um, um, no, I have been I've been propositioned. Yeah, i Actually like a, a couple months ago
1: I had someone reach out to me being like, Hey, uh, I wasn't I was in a relationship when I met you, but now I'm single. Basically like you wanna fuck. Yeah. I mean it's in nicer words. <laughs> surprisingly um so uh, yeah i mean i told him about that because like that was a proposition of someone that i knew and would maybe come across again but like uh, randoms like this, it's just so unnecessary i find Mm,
0: interesting interesting that never happened but anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's a lie all right listener questions (laughs) Hi, Danica. Oh, my God. The guy I told you about is interested in meeting up and even has an idea of what kind of work he'd like for me. I'm super excited, but at the same time, a little nervous because there are so many things I don't know about actually starting doing this. I have quite a few questions. I know it's a lot, but I figured I better ask so I can offer the best experience possible since I'm a newbie. And then asshole me. It took so long to reply that she went and did it anyways before I responded. <laughs> <laughs> my first concern is about the COVID safety aspect. Obviously, I understand I can't be fully safe, but is there anything you're doing during the pandemic or you've heard full service sex workers do to be safer during COVID? My other concern is simply that I live with roommates and they are gone until mid-April, which is great. This potential John is talking about two encounters at the moment, and I would prefer to host him at my place while my roommates are gone. But for future encounters, this won't be possible. He would be wanting to a first encounter where I am myself just kind of testing the waters and a second encounter where role play would be part of the experience. But he says that he would not he could not host these sessions because we won't have enough privacy because of his roommates. I know that some sex workers work in hotels, but I'm sure, but surely it would have to be the John who pays the hotel, right? We haven't talked about money yet. And I assume that by my message where I tell him I'm a sex worker, the hander sounds I'm asking for money. Is there a better time to tell him my rate? Also, because of COVID, I was thinking that in call or out call would be the same price just because we'll simply be trying to find the most convenient spot for each other, for each encounter. And for the first encounter, which may or may not lead to sex, do I ask for a rate for the encounter, and then if it leads to sex, ask him for extra? So I ask him prior to the encounter to have extra cash, just in case. Ooh, this is exciting, and I'm slightly overwhelmed, so I hope your wisdom can guide me to start this amazing work. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Okay, so first of all, because you gave absolutely no context, this is a follow-on
1: question for someone that we had last episode who wanted to
0: make a potential... uh, Fuck buddy, a client. Yeah, gracious for that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so was it last episode? No, a couple episodes. Yeah. two episodes ago. Um, this lovely lady wrote in saying that she was interested in. Um, she has a partner, and they are open to her doing sex work with someone else. Right? She had a crush Yeah, around. I think they're just open. Yeah, and she was going to do starting sex work, and she had a crush on this guy, and she was going to. He next time he propositioned her for sex, she was going to put it out there that she's doing sex work so now she's reached out again um telling us that yeah that she's gone forward with it and then she was asking for some advice again my asshole self I got way too busy with other stuff and I didn't get to respond to her um in time and then she responded to us again saying she went forward with it it was great but I still think it's important to touch on these questions she asked because they're totally valid questions so the first one to go back into it um my first concern is about the COVID safety aspects um, obviously, I understand I can't be fully safe, but there's anything you've been doing during the pandemic or you've heard of full-service sex workers doing to be safer about COVID. Uh, you can definitely get tested. Um, I think the results come back in a day
1: now, so you could just – I mean, if they're not testing because of your symptoms, I know it's not as accurate, but you could just go um, and say that you have some symptoms to get tested. That could be something that you um, require from your potential John. Um but apart from that, like, there's, it's just the risk,
0: the risk of, like, meeting up with someone who's not in your bubble, to be honest. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I've heard of full-service sex workers um, getting their clients to get tested, testing done, and then requesting the proof of negative results. Um, and also, like, the workers getting routinely tested. I mean, you could also do, like, you know, no kissing if you're doing intimate things. I guess you could also, I don't know how full-service sex workers about it but I'm sure some of them do kiss um so I guess you would just take that off the table saying you know during this time we're not doing any of that For aspect plenty, of it yeah. um, or even fuck we could try wearing a mask and be like no there's no oral sex and no kissing so straight to it <laughs> um the second thing she brought up here my other concern is simply that I live with roommates um, they're gone until mid-april which is great um so she's asking about
1: after that yeah uh the hotel should always be on the john to organize right um you, you should know that a lot of places are and this is maybe not specifically for her because i'm assuming they met outside of sex work so i'm assuming that they know each other's names but a lot of hotels are requesting the first and last name of every guest that's stay staying like their id obviously so that they can track back if there's a covid case um but you know For your own privacy and safety If you are doing full service sex work Just to kind of be mindful of that That they might ask you for an ID Mm -hmm. um, If you don't want your real name to be known Um, But yeah, getting at the john should Absolutely pay for the hotel um, And organise that somewhere that's convenient Um, You can charge more, I would think For an end call Because they're saving money on a hotel And you're basically renting your space out um. Is that in-call or out-call? I have no idea. The one, when, they, when they come to your place. um. In-call.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, we got in that. In-call's in calls when they come to you. Okay. I, I, I'm I assuming that you could probably charge more for that because you're renting your space out there saving money on the hotel. And then out-call... Yeah,
0: I mean, you could charge more because you have to go over there. Like, I don't know. Like. Yeah, I think I would do... The way I would see it is, like, in-call, yeah, I definitely charge more because I'm coming to your home. And then out-call, I would only probably do out-call. I would recommend out-calls out to, like, hotels and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how often I'd recommend people doing going to someone else's home. Um, what about safety, for sure, but also, like, cameras and stuff.
1: Mm.
0: Like, I mean, the possibility of hotel is true, but I would maybe ask for you to check in first or to check in with them. Um, because of the, they can't set up the camera. Like, I don't know. I just, like, I just yeah. always worry. I would worry about things like that if I was doing a full service with someone that you didn't know, really. Or, yeah, even fuck, even if I was doing it with yeah. people I didn't know. Like, I don't I just don't trust people. But, um, yeah, so I would, I probably wouldn't go to someone's home. I would recommend. Um, and also, even just for COVID reasons, like, you don't know who else has been coming to that home. Yeah. You don't know to sanitize properly if that's something you're worried about. So it sounds like in call. And going to hotels seems like the safest route yeah, I would with think COVID, so. too.
1: And I think, I mean, I would think that, like, out call to a hotel would be the safest because, you know, there's a lot more people in the vicinity that if you need help, you can probably get it. Yeah. Whereas if
0: in call, like, first of all, they now know where you live and where yeah. do you go from there. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say was um, because your home is home to others, you have roommates, um, out of respect for their safety and privacy... I would a thousand percent inform my roommate that I'm having a man over in their absence when they're out of town. Um, I would. I. That's just who I am. If yeah. I were a roommate, I would express that. I personally don't think you need to tell them that he's a client or that he's paying you because at the end of the day, it's really no different than you just bring you over a Tinder date. Um, but I would let them know that you're having a date come over in their absence because that is their home. Their things are there. Yeah. You know, et cetera. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I recommend a hotel over anything. Um, if you don't, especially if you don't know the person well enough, over even over your own home so they don't have your address. And then obviously, yes, the client definitely pays for the hotel. Um, the next thing she says, we haven't talked about money yet. Is there a better time to tell him my rate? I mean, definitely before you meet up, I would think, so that first of all they can get
1: cash or whatever. Um, I've heard many, many times again get a deposit um, so that if they bail, you know, you're not, you haven't taken off work or you haven't, you know... scheduled yourself around this and it's fallen through Mm -hmm. uh just as any business would (laughs) and then um yeah i'm with the in terms of like bring extra money i would just say like whatever you're planning to do or open to doing i would just i guess give the price of that maybe and then if things don't happen like you were asking about the just to meet up and then uh full service i would just say the total price and then you can always um charge less at the time if things don't happen or if you don't want to or, or whatever happens um as opposed to like trying to charge more while he's there right
0: yeah i mean i think with regards to, i haven't talked about money yet is there a time to ask my rate um or tell my rate uh once When I would actually say dollar amounts, I would say it's the same for going for a dance. Um, Get them hooked first. Once they seem hooked and committed to hanging out with you or getting a dance or seeing you, definitely before you meet them for a session, before I take a guy upstairs to go for a dance or the back room to go for a dance, um, tell them the costs of the dances. Um, Because it can be time-wasting and potentially dangerous to have a man meet you in person and then disagree with your price. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like at the strip club, you get them hooked for going for a dance and then you slip in the price and then bring them upstairs or to the back room or the champagne room, wherever you're going. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, telling them the price outright, oh, and then they're like, hey, no. Or getting them hooked, going upstairs, getting them amped, and then going, okay, this is my price. And like, wait, I don't have that money. Yeah. You know, it, so that, that's, um, that middle area is when I would say it. The next question she said was, for the first encounter, which may or may not lead to sex, do I ask for a rate for the extra for the encounter and then if it leads to sex ask him for extra. So do I ask him prior to the encounter to have extra cash just in case? Sorry. This is the one I was
1: uh, answering.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you should lay out all the options clearly to him before you meet. Um, You get paid for showing up so your base is what you would call it um, the second you see him. And like Riley said take a deposit and usually deposits around 50%. Um, If he wants to do more you must get paid before doing anything. Same for dances. When we're doing dances, if a guy's like, I want 20 dances, like, Kate, well, then you're paying for 20 right now. Mm-hmm. Or stopping before the next song and saying, okay, let's." you want to keep going and like checking yeah. with them, getting paid. Um, in nowhere in the sex industry do girls ever advise you to get paid after something's done, whether it's a dance, whether you're doing your services, whatever. Um, whether it's a dinner date, nothing. So definitely, definitely get paid before doing anything. Even the, like, seemingly most trusting guys will still try and get out of paying if they've already got the service and haven't had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, and by service of dance, anything. So, rule number one of sex work is money first. Upfront, yeah. Always. Um, Cash, ideally. And when you get the cash, like, keep it... Near you or on you. I've Put heard of girls it in your bag. Yeah, I've heard of girls like putting it in the bag and then they go to the washroom and then they when they leave the money's not in their bag anymore. So people can be really fucking shitty. so just make sure you're on top of getting paid first and keep your money on you and always in eye view. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let us know how it all goes, and we hope it's great and you get all the monies and all the respect and you yeah. love it and it's a great first experience. Um, next question here. Hi, Danny. I'm on episode 10 of 50 plus a tip and you've mentioned your course a few times. I was wondering if international people could partake in it. So I think she's referring to the lap dance workshop and before I was doing them in person because I love teaching in person classes. And then with COVID, we moved online, which made it available to anyone and anywhere, which is perfect. Um, I don't have another workshop date set up yet, but I will likely do one maybe more so in the summertime. I'm just very busy right now with other things, and if it's able to be in person, that's great because, again, I love in-person stuff, but I might do, like, a hybrid where I'm teaching in person for locals, but then still having um, my camera and that set up so that we can still do it online as well, Um, so then it's accessible to international people, so uh, thank you for the question. I'm wondering what motivated you to create your podcast, and when did you realize you wanted to? So the reason I created the podcast was originally, I was with it before, because I wanted to make a safe space for sex workers um, to talk and have a voice and to kind of combat um, the negative false stigma around sex work. And it's kind of just morphed over time to be a sexuality podcast, like I said, for strippers and other open-minded hoes. Um, So anyone who's kind of wanting to explore, discuss sexuality, especially marginalized groups um, that might not always get a voice or might be... You know, falsely represented a lot in in our media and society. And um, when did I realize I wanted to? I think I've always wanted to be someone that's people considered like a safe space to talk about things. Um, so I think that's kind of always been a part of who I am. And then the more I got into sex work and the more I encountered people with these like horrible false views of sex work, I was like, No, nah, I want. To have a platform where I like challenge those, and it's it's awesome that's gotten like thousands of listeners now, um, and that it's on this larger scale, um, that the platform is both like yeah, um, reachable from a lot of people, and and it's growing, and that's and that's great. Um, Riley, but what about yourself? When did you make the decision? Because before you were very. Nervous to come on the first episode you were ever on. <laughs> yeah, you just passed it. Episode 7. Uh, I'm sure yeah. you tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. You were very nervous to be in that first season. I guess in the first season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> well, now you're here. Yeah. And then you came on more regularly second season, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess I would boil my, my nervousness down to the fact that I was very new in the industry. I mean, that would have been... I would have just started working at the club, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, so, I... It wasn't so much that I felt nervous about outing myself as a sex worker. It was more I felt nervous about not being able to um, lend anything to the conversation. Like, I didn't have much experience. And, of course, I could talk about what it was like to be a, a baby stripper, which I did in, um, in the first episode. But after that I just didn't yeah I just didn't know how much I could con- contribute to like the ways of uh, stigma and everything like that which um I just I just didn't have that much experience with it um but yeah I mean now I'm what three years deep in the industry and I think he, talking about it has I don't know it, it's been very powerful to be a part of this and um, really great and as you said like it has morphed into um more than just sex work uh just you know talking about sexuality and um I've I've really enjoyed being a part of the conversations that we've had on with you know in in regards to um transgender people and their transition and polyamory and yeah it's uh it's been really great to be a part of
0: you're so welcome (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) Beth. uh next question here Hi, I just listened to the episode with Riley and Mike and had a couple questions. When customers in the club ask if you're single, do you say yes or are there ever times when you tell them you have a boyfriend? And for Mike, I, if you hadn't already known Riley was a dancer, would you have wanted her to tell you on the first date or would you have been okay with she waited to tell you? Uh, so I did ask Mike this, so I will say his piece after. But um,
1: I never tell clients that I have a boyfriend or if they ask me... I will either just be like say no or brush it off like, who has time for dating or you know kind of not dodge the question but like say no in a less less uh aggressive way, and the reason is because even though I'm very much in a relationship, Riley, the persona that I have at work, she's not um and it you know we're selling a fantasy of of men maybe having the chance with us or that they get our undivided attention for however long that we're with them and knowing that this person that you want to have this fantasy with is in a relationship that's not you um just kind of taints it a little bit and it it hurts their experience and it hurts my wallet um so yeah I I don't think I've ever told someone that I had a boyfriend at work um in a work setting uh, in terms of me telling Mike, I mean, yeah, Mike already knew, but he said that he would have not found it a negative thing to have waited um, a couple of dates, like third, fourth date, whatever. If I if I had then brought it up, he wouldn't have thought, well, you should have told me on the first date. And I think personally that it's always better to um, wait, like a date or two, because first of all, Everyone goes on, like, 101 first dates. Like, people just tend to, like, not stick around, especially if you're dating in Vancouver. There's a lot of ghosting going on. um, And it's just not necessary to out yourself um, to that many people. You never really know how they're going to react as well. And I find that when you come out as a sex worker on the first date, unfortunately, there is still a lot of negative stigma around it, and it's just unnecessary to... um, place on yourself whereas you know date two three four the person is starting to actually get to know you um and then you have the ability to change maybe what they thought a sex worker was and have a proper conversation about it Um, and that's kind of why I also decided to not tell Mike's parents uh what I did for work because I would I want them to get to know me
0: before there's this all the stigma attached to to who I am Mm mm-hmm Right, that's a good answer, and I completely agree with the not telling people you have a boyfriend. Um, I don't. Th- I can't think of a time where I've been like blatantly like I have a partner. Yeah. Like, in in a work set- situation, and I get annoyed if girls in my industry tell clients that I have a partner. Like they've let a slip every once in a while. Um, is it slipping? No, probably not. They're probably <laughs> trying to sabotage me, but <laughs> whatever. Um, Yeah. And I agree with you. Like the image where, where we're marketing and the image we're making money off of is that we are these, you know, um, like ideal image of what this available, attractive, sexual, you know, not too smart woman is. (laughs) And that's, that's, not part of it having a partner that you're in love with who you're never gonna cheat on, me you know, right? So, um, I agree with keeping that part hush. And if you're not comfortable just saying no and lying, there's yeah, there's ways to be like, Who has time for that? or like these kind of um little remarks you can make that insinuate you're single but don't aren't blatantly lying yeah. if you are someone who you know would for whatever reason prefer not to like blatantly lie about it. Um, but yeah, I don't recommend you know, um promoting that you have this relationship or advertising yeah and like mike very much knows that i
1: deny 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 Mm -hmm. when i'm at work and he gets it like he understands that that's exactly what we're selling it's like no one wants to think that they have a chance with someone who has a boyfriend like that's just it's not tangible
0: definitely i really agree next question I struggle with low body confidence slash body dysmorphia. I know you both have had struggles with this as well. How do you guys handle being in a room in nothing but lingerie? Therapy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Therapy and antidepressants. Um, it was... It's hard. You, you get thick skin very quickly. Um between the time that I was dealing with my eating disorder and, um, by the time I started stripping, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of time to kind of like appreciate my body and learn to love my body a little bit more. Um, so yeah, but, and, and you know, I, I don't, I think I talked about this. I don't know if I talked about this before COVID in January, February, I mean, To my dismay, I shouldn't have, but I took some time off because I was relapsing into my eating disorder and I was finding it really difficult to be exactly that, like in a room with, just in lingerie with everyone, uh, not only looking, but judging my body. Um, So, you know, if I do have times like that, I usually take a step back and just work on myself and then lo and behold, COVID happened, so I shouldn't have taken that time off, but yeah to always just have a bit of a nest egg so that if things happen or if you get drained you can take a step back and just work on your mental health and I would absolutely um, recommend and also finding lingerie that you feel really confident in. I remember when I first started I always used to wear um and I still wear high-waisted things but I always used to wear garter belts um because I felt like it hid parts of my body that I wasn't comfortable with and I know a lot of girls wear like short little mini skirts or um maybe like a full body suit type piece so yeah just finding something that you feel really
0: sexy in um will definitely help yeah I think honestly I am more confident being you know in laundry at work than I am in a bikini on the beach and because you know the people are there to see you. You know, like, they that you're already their type. You know, like, especially when you're going for a dance. Like, they already chose you. They're literally throwing money at you. Like, they like what they see. Um, so just being there, I think, is a confidence booster. Um, as opposed to the person on the beach doesn't necessarily like what you have to offer. They're not throwing money at you. They didn't ask you to go for a dance. Um, especially when we're doing private parties. Like, these people have already selected us. So we're already, like, hot in their eyes. Um, so I think the job itself kind of instills you with confidence. Um, also being in the industry and seeing how much different body types are attractive to different people. Um, you know, like my, you know, I have 30 double H boobs. So that is really hot in some, in some situations. And some guys love small breasts. Like there's room for everyone in the industry. And that also I find is confidence inducing to know that you are the type for certain people and you might not be for some people and that's also humbling um but yeah I think the I don't think it's like you know how are you confident in laundry. it's like how are you confident in the club and it's because it's in the club it's because it's in that situation where people are you are already the entertainer you are what people are paying to come see um which brings in the confidence I think um the second aspect of how you are confident with your body outside of work, I think one is knowing that you know there's all different types for all different people. That's, again, confidence and humbling. And I think also you just get, I guess, used to people liking what they see and giving you money for your time or energy or the way you dance or even just like your company, that that confidence spills out into your personal life. Um, if you could be, like, walking down the street and a guy looks at you and in your head you're like, oh yeah, you'd pay me, like, three G's to, like, talk to me right now. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you kind of have that in your mind, whether it's true or not, like, that kind of confidence, um, yeah, spills outside the club as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Okay, next question. Do we have dungeons in Vancouver? I have searched high (laughs) and low. Um... Not that I
1: found. Although I recently came across someone who I guess maybe has a dungeon to hire out. That's exciting. Yeah, but t- typically no. And if, if there are dungeons, they're not paid dungeons that I know of. Um, I know that Vancouver Kink has dungeon like parties, um, but it's you don't go there as a as a um, exchange thing. It's just kind of to explore sexuality.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this on the Strip of Stories podcast episode. Um, I've, you know, I've never heard of a dungeon where, you know, there's like water dripping and you hear like the chains. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like, fuck yes, I would love that. Like yeah. I'd be so down to work somewhere like that because I love anything spooky, spooky or like creepy or, you know, um, I love that shit. So I would 100% be there. I've never heard of that in Vancouver. I feel like you could find that in like New York, LA, like yeah. 100%. Um, We're just not cool enough here, so. Honestly. Yeah. Next, but if you do
1: have one, hit us up.
0: Yes, let us know if you guys do know of actual proper dungeons. <laughs> yes. Next question Do you find the more high profile people you interact with, the m- more next level of service they're asking?
1: Not necessarily.
0: Yeah, so she's asking either like high level, as in like they're famous people, yeah. and or they're spending a lot of money. Are they the most demanding, usually? No. If they're spending the most money, they're usually the least demanding. Yeah, 100%. It's There's that meme I posted before with it's like, the $500 client, okay, I want this, 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 make, make it worth my money, like, oh my blah, blah, blah. And then there's like the $5,000 client, he's like, hey, send the money, thanks. <laughs> yeah. 100% or just like, you know, the ones that's spending the
1: most are the ones that are typically like throwing it as you dance. Yeah. And... So, like, they don't, they don't give a shit what you're doing. They're just, like, you're dancing, like, money. Yeah. Um, whereas
0: the guy who's, like, clutching onto his $20 bill being, <laughs> like, what are you going to do for me? <laughs> <laughs> 100%. No, I, I, I think in, in my experience, the complete opposite. The ones that are the most spending of money are typically the least demanding. The other side of that, the most high-profile, as in, like, famous... I've had two... Clients come into the club who were like well known actors. No, three. And no, they're all super, super nice and spent good money. Um, one accidentally FaceTimed me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, a month ago, and I was like, did you mean to FaceTime me? He's like, no, sorry. I was like, okay. Can you? <laughs> I know. I should probably sell his number. I'm um, uh-huh. just kidding. No. Um, yeah, they're actually like... <laughs> G- okay. mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He used to... He, yeah, he was like my crush when I was like, I don't know, 16. It was like a dream come true when I met him. But, um, we no, used- they were both really nice. At the club I worked at, we had um some casts of... Yeah. Uh, a-
1: locally shot a locally shot TV show TV show um and you know they they would come in and if they were typically sitting at Perv Row they would throw money but they didn't really have much interest in going for dances or you know spending um you know they weren't like throwing cash Mm. but at the same time they weren't really demanding anything like the perks of being in a strip club is people can't take um photos of you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so uh, I'm assuming that they probably just went to the strip club as a bar uh, so that they weren't bothered by a lot of people.
0: Yeah, oh that's good. I never really thought about that. I thought it was more of fine clothes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm
1: because like uh, everyone's supposed to be watching the stage performance so I think you just generally have less people going up to you in a strip club. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, I really love that. And then yeah, no, can't have photos or anything. It must be a nice break. Mm, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. All <laughs> okay. right. We just convinced no one hits on us.
0: But they see all like photos. <laughs> okay, next question. And last question here. Hey, lady, I hope you're doing well. I had a question for you. Since you're really plugged in, I was wondering if you know of or could recommend... Any sex worker allied counselors? Unfortunately, so far, all the counselors I've spoken to have issues with the industry, and it's so frustrating, honestly. Like, as 2021 people, I'm so new in this and don't know too many people in the industry, so there's things I want to talk about, but as so far, the counselors I've spoken to are either inexperienced or against it.
1: Uh, First of all, if you're a counselor
0: and you're against sex work, well, you can, yeah, fuck yourself. Yeah. It's not your place to add judgment. No. Like I'm sure you're against drugs too but drugs. Um yeah no, know these counselors sound goofy and you should report them all um doing a little google search um I can't speak of this from experience on my own because I've never used their sources but there is an online source called org slash pineapple dash support dash therapist um they offer online counseling and it appears that some of their therapists are also sex workers or are very sex worker ally and sex worker friendly. So I would check them out. As well as I do have a list of uh, local sex worker um, friendly therapists, counselors. Um, so if you do want those that contact information, I don't want to give it out and phone numbers out over... Uh, Six months and- <laughs> Six yeah. Um, So yeah, just DM me and I will provide you with a list of um, contact information for... Um, Vancouver local um, yeah therapist and on that uplifting note, that's it for this episode. Where can people find you, Riley? You can find me on Instagram at VanCityRiley. Send me your DMs. I won't tell my boyfriend. Apparently <laughs> not. It stays between the two of you. <laughs> um, you guys, as always, can find me on Instagram at 50 tip, or email me at 50 tip at gmail.com. And you can sign to the DMs and let us know if you also have therapist uh, recommendations, either locally or otherwise. And let us know if you have podcast recommendations you want us to listen to, podcasts you want us to collab with. What else are we asking for? Uh, guests, if you want anyone to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, you any to. guest recommendations you guys want us to connect with. Topics you want
1: us to cover. That's all I got.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> oh, also podcast platforms. If you listen to your podcast on a platform and we're not on it yet Riley will D- me. <laughs> I will
1: get us on it. And I will have a full list of all of the platforms that we are on. Yes.
0: Next episode. Next episode. Um, she was not prepared. No, she was not prepared. Anyways, as always, thank you for listening. If you listen through the music, you'll hear all our bloopers. And make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. 50 Plus a Tip is brought to you by Bright Future. Bright Future is a Canadian company that makes all-natural, premium-quality microdosing products. Their products are designed to simulate focus, creativity, energy, and boost your mood while decreasing stress and inflammation in the body. If you're looking for something that will help you feel and function better, Bright Future's got you covered. Check them out on Instagram at get.brightfuture and on their website, getbrightfuture.co. Use the code TIP15, that's TIP15, at checkout, for 15% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare and hair company that will have you looking and feeling your absolute best. Their before and after photos speak for themselves, so you have to go check those out. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Temptations Avenue Laundry is an ad to be owned for those who enjoy the pleasures of seduction. Temptations Avenue Laundry is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use code TIP twenty-five to get twenty-five percent off your entire order. That's T-I-P two five for twenty-five percent off. Loveify is a Canadian brand focused on self-love and pleasure. They're all about empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. Click the link in 50 plus a tip Instagram and use code 50 plus a tip to get 10% off your sexy order. That's 50 plus a tip to get 10% off. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing! next question I struggle with low body confidence <laughs>
1: confidence
0: <laughs> truly lifestyle brand hair care
1: <laughs> don't worry <That> <laughs> Jesus <Jeez> Christ <laughs> can I gave I you the shortest one I know truly lifestyle brand is an all natural cruelty free skin and hair company that will have you looking and fuck me I can Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free hair and skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going. I got to go. I got to get to my appointment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Truly. <laughs> okay, bye.